This podcast is sponsored by Kulabula, creators of websites, animation, and digital art. To get a 10% discount, go to kulabula.com and put in the discount code AWAKENING. Welcome you to Freedom International live stream. To um, today is September 30, 2021. Sometimes I try to imitate others who try to say the date. Maybe it's important to say the date other than printing it. So anyway, welcome and thank you so much for um, everything that you guys do for helping us spread whatever resonates to most people and just doing our part of what's happening nowadays and. Uh, we are most happy and excited to have Celeste Solum back to us. And most of you know Celeste because she's a very busy woman. You type in Celeste Solum and she'll, you'll get a lot of um, information about her, including the ones that you may say, hmm, yeah, okay. So with me are um, Steve Fierro, I Steve from all the way from Asia. And I have also Roy from, um, podcast awakening and he has many other podcasts of course of course speaking podcasts etc so check out roy colon and i have chris ryan with his uh, powerful mind wars podcast and the last but then the least i have dr mary elizabeth and with her farm d podcast and of course you know me i am grace asagar with a quantum nurse podcast okay so thank you and celeste how about we just go straight to how you want to introduce yourself because um, many people, as I said, know you already. And we're really grateful that you could always come even if you're busy. We truly am. You know how we feel. We feel like when you come to us that you're bringing us baked, fresh baked cookies, fresh baked muffins, and also <laughs> like bread. Right, Steve? We like and we said tasty, tasty. like. We say tasty information because it's powerful information. So then you bring us the real truth and sometimes it brings up bitterness, but then you lift us again and give us to the dessert part. So please carry on. Okay, so I'm Celeste and I just relocated to the Midwest uh, from the great state of Montana. I'm still settling in, it's been wild and crazy. My background is um, I come from a government and military home. Um, my dad sat me on his knee at five and said, this is going to happen on your watch. And it is. And so I acquired skill sets uh, to get me by um, and so that I would be knowledgeable and make wise decisions. And because I did that, I can share them with all of you. And I also uh, have because I've, I've worked in the government military, um, I know where to look. And I also know how to translate the very technical issues, even technical medical issues, because I have the medical background into layman's terms so that the average person can understand what's going on. And I organic farm. I have a golden retriever who is my 
constant companion. And just before I went on air, she wanted to play tennis ball. <laughs> I said, sorry, I can't. And so that's, it kind of keeps me just a little bit busy. I'm a writer, a broadcaster, and let's see, what else do I do? I'm chief cook and bottle washer, you know, so I do a little bit of everything. Doing lots of private as this thing slams into us. I'm doing a lot of private consultations right now uh, because people need to know how to navigate. And sometimes general knowledge only goes so far. So a ton, I'm just getting slammed like my calendar is really full uh, because of everything. I just have, I just went to, unfortunately, the funeral of my friend and my doctor and my mentor in alternative medicine who died of COVID um, in August, on August 18th, I went to his funeral. And so I was there in at ground zero in Seattle as Seattle began to do vaccination. Can we talk open or do I have to code it? No, you can talk open. Okay. Talk open. <laughs> I just, you know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can, and I've been caught. Yeah, um, there's, so, there's no censorship here, so talk away. Okay. <laughs> so um, yep. the vaccination, as the vaccination mandates hit Seattle, uh, you're not allowed to go to a pool. You're not allowed to go to a gym. You're not allowed to go uh, to the grocery store. You're not allowed to go to the theater. It doesn't matter that you've paid your dues and you're, you've been a viable uh, part of society. Uh, the apartheid has begun. And it, I mean, it was so bad. I mean, even in Montana, I went on the way home, I went Highway 2. And so that's the northern route. It kind of follows Canada across to my to my place. And they wouldn't let, let me use the bathroom because I didn't have a mask. Um, and I refused to wear one. And so basically I said, he go, I said, do you have a mask? I don't have one. And he said, no. And I, he goes, use whatever you want. So I took my shirt and I, I'll, I will be modest for the camera. I flipped it up and, and I walked into the bathroom and he didn't care. He just had to obey orders, you know? So this is where we're at. They have different, there are several different passports. You can expect in the days to come that interstate travel is going to be uh, banned. You won't be able to travel in between states without this passport. Um, basically, we're under medical martial law. And I want to show you, I'm going to try this sharing thing here. Let's see if I can do, just share the screen. So this is the United States, but it is in, it doesn't matter what country you're in. Uh, they have, an, uh, you know, this is a global agenda. So um, your country will have this as well. But this is back on August 15th, 2016. There are only two alternative media people that I know that covered it myself and Dave Hodges. It's 88 pages. It, go, it does talk about COVID in here. It talks about quarantines. It talks about deputizing private industry and individuals to prevent access to society if you don't uh, choose to 
participate. It talked about the cost to the economy and shutting down the economy. It goes, it talks about quarantines, medical examinations, who pays for it, isolation. And then we also, and then also the penalties. Oh, the penalties are interesting. So this is something that you should check out in your respective uh, countries. This did go into effect 90 days after it went in. So it went into effect October 15th, 2016. And I was so concerned about it that I did um, one radio show on it. And then David, um, my husband, that's now not with me, we did an exercise uh, to kind of give an idea of what it might be like to live in, live under this. Um, I can share with you that right that there was a wildfire in a small Montana town, um, not far from me, 30 minutes from me in the year, the summer after David died. And there were tanks in the street and military on every road. Um, now they also could use drones. It was also the first disaster that was turned over to artificial intelligence to manage. So typically in a disaster, there is a incident commander and they turned over the incident command to artificial intelligence. And boy, I tell you, try, I'm very good at ferreting out information and you could not get any information even to protect your own life and property out of them at all. So anyway, that's kind of, oh, you're going to see different states with different passports. But one of the, one of the things that you need to know is that one of my last tasks where I used to work was to get assets into the book, you know, telephone number, point of contact, that the people with authority, how many uh, medical resources, like how many beds, how many respirators, you know, whatever. And so I discovered in that process of collecting all that data that although the hospitals all had different names, and, you know, one might be like a Catholic hospital, one might be a government hospital, one might be VA, one might be whatever. They all were one. Uh, they had the different names, but by that time, they had already merged into one. Our laboratory system is the same. It is all run by the United Nations. That is why if you wanted to challenge a, let's say, COVID test or something, there are no independent labs. There might be somebody that I don't know about, but I don't know of anybody. They all are one and they operate as one. And you could see that at the UN and it's the Terrestrial Animal Diagnostics and Vaccination Code. And it's 1500 pages and it gets updated every May. And it's a living document. So what is like a reportable disease like right this minute, might change next May. And the danger with the platforms that are being put in people's body, and right now they have aerosolized uh, quantum dot and hydrogel. They World Economic Forum said the third week in January that by the end of 2021, the entire food supply 
would have the platforms in it. And they are also putting the hydrogel platform in all water to fight the war on microplastics. So basically all of our food, all of our air and all of our water uh, puts these, these platforms into our body. What do the platforms do? You need to know. They can remotely dispense any drug and any vaccine to you at any time without your consent. So that's the danger. Um, basically, all biological life, whether you're a human, an animal, or a plant, is in danger right now because these things are infiltrating our bodies. Um, I believe on a spiritual realm, you know, and frequency that we can overcome. But you need to know that this is very, they're using nanotechnology. They're using very evil technology. It's coupled with direct energy weapons, which is a story that I just covered that you can see the ultimate guide to do anomalous health incidents. That is the Havana syndrome. If you heard about those um, diplomats down in Cuba up in 2016, they got really strange symptoms and some people thought they were crazy. It wasn't much in the news because who really cares about a couple diplomats in Havana, you know, but I followed the point man who is Dr. James Corradano, and he, I, in the military conferences that I went to, he would vaguely reference it. Well, two weeks ago, he went public with a, um, with a, an interview, in-depth interview of the direct correlation between uh, COVID, these editing tools, and also uh, direct energy weapons. So, any questions? Well, thank, thank you, Celeste. Before I pass it on to Steve, can you just please respond to one of the viewers? I asked you, if you're referring to a document, can you restate the name of the document or give a link? Sure. Okay, so this is in the United States Federal Register. The date that you can find it, you have to look up August 15th, 2016. The agency was the Health and Human Services and the name of the 88-page document is Communicable Disease. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, it's really very obvious that the Illuminati master plan is in full swing. And all these Illuminati children are just busy doing their work, not thinking that maybe, hey, maybe they're part of the plan also, that they're also expendable. But anyway, so we have much to talk about and not just on what's crazy things are going or nefarious things but i'll pass it on to steve so we can just have a more you know powerful conversation as we go along yeah all right so here we are again celeste thanks for being here wow after after hearing that i guess there's really no avoiding this hydrogel and it's aerosol it's everything and um, I think the technology is beyond anything we can even conceive, even if you read, you know, you read more papers than anyone on the planet, but I think it's even beyond that. So I guess I was this um, last listening to your bread baking. I sort of want to talk about that. But to stay on topic, um, basically, you had mentioned Sophie Scholl, and I don't know why that struck such a chord with me that she was guillotined 
at the age of 21 for, uh, uh, I guess, protesting against the Nazi regime. Um, and she was a part of a, uh, I guess, a coalition of people that were, yeah, the White Rose, and they were trying to uh, spread the truth. I just brought that up because I had never heard of her until just about 30 minutes ago. And that's, you know, she was she was willing to uh, die for a cause. And there, really, there's nothing different today. And um, it's I basically say the same psychopaths then are doing it are doing it now. I guess I saw this interview where you read so many documents. I wanted to get into one of the, the things you were reading where part of the um, not the uh, you know, there's a side that they're making graphene look positive. It's in clothing. It's in this. It's in that. It's the next plastics. And then I saw a thing that you went through a document where it was either I think it was a graphene oxide, but it may have had another name. But it was also like there was an element in it that enabled them to heat. You know, once it's in you, they could they could actually heat heat it up. They could like literally radiate you. And is, was that did I get that right? Like, I mean, that alone is and is this definitely in the jab? Yes, definitely is in all the all the ones that I looked at. There's over 600 and I I did look at most of them. Some of them didn't have the ingredients, but pretty much they're kicking the tires on uh, different adjuvants, different ingredients to see what is the most when they say it's effective what they're talking about is it's an effective depopulation tool, people. They're not yeah. saying it's effective against uh, SARS-CoV-2. So. Yeah. I mean, I just, as much as we all know, as much as we, as much as all the stuff we've been through, stuff we've read over the years, it, it never lets up. But I'm almost dumbfounded how, okay, we can see what's going on in Australia. You can't go from one state to another. And you just mentioned... Or was, I don't know if I'm confused if you mentioned it just now or I was in the interview yes. I was just listening to where you won't be able to cross borders. And yeah, it was right now. So, I mean, I still can't get my hands around that, like how they're going to get away with it, even though I know this is planned, you know, 100 years in advance and and, you know, all the minions are in the right place and nothing has nothing ever makes sense. It's never supposed to make sense. And they just jam it down everyone's throat. Two plus two equals five all day and people celebrate it. They ask for more. They never question it. And I just, I'm so, I still, I still say, how are they going to get away with it? Like just through brute force and all these things like, you know, saying, okay, uh, there's protests. Now we need martial law or, you know, what, what is going to be the reason to bring in martial law? So we actually have been in a global martial law since this was first declared by the world health organization. So every country has its own flavor of martial law, medical martial law. So this Federal Register document that I just showed you was America's version. But it doesn't matter. You can be in China. You can be in Russia. You can be in South America. You can be in Africa. It's, it's all the same. And, and they, now they've now actually they don't they've got the military. Um, Grace could probably tell us they've called in the military to take over the hospitals in a medical martial law situation. And, but now they've got drones. They've got um, something called the sphere. That's uh, let me let, let me share the screen again. I'm I think the thing to point one. out, though, that maybe everyone does know, but I'm under the impression that people don't understand that when martial law is declared and if they can bring in the U.N. troops, that 
It means the police have no power and the UN troops can do whatever they want. Uh, Is that, am I simplifying it or is that true? It is. And I'm going to show you the program right now. And so if you want to find out about this UN now on the CDC site, they call this shielding. Uh, So it's very deceptive, but this is a scalable program and you really need to look at this sphere program in depth yourself. It affects, let's see. So you see it goes into the economy. It goes into your agriculture. You go into child protection, older people, education and here is your minimum standards for camp management uh yes that would be what in america you would call a fema camp the thing that people don't know is this camp is scalable to your house and there's going to be vax and non-vax houses there are going to be vax and non-vax neighborhoods, states, and even countries uh, will be designated as either a VAX or a non-VAX. So we're definitely seeing this polarization, uh, this separation, this apartheid between peoples. At, so, at, what point, at what point does the public wake up and just say, well, the vaccine doesn't vaccinate? So what's the point? I mean, they won't, obviously, but... I mean, so Dr. James Gordano, and I really... If you guys have a chance, I would check out his work. I do cover all of his major things. I go to his military conferences, but he's on YouTube. It's free and he makes no bones about it. He said the world has been chemically lobotomized. Advanced psychological operations are in play, um, which includes propaganda. And so people think it is their idea of free choice um either they're making pro or against but really they've been lobotomized i mean all the way down to the primal brainstem uh, through the chemicals that they've deployed on the earth so that's why we're not seeing you know if the peoples of the earth if this had happened a hundred years ago we probably would have seen mass revolution around the world but most people think it's their duty. I just heard something this morning uh, that said um, they've got the pastors and religious leaders. It doesn't matter what faith you are. And if you are loving, you are loving your neighbor. It is your religious duty to take it. Because Yeah, the governor of New York said um, her God, it's, it's a gift from her God. Yeah, and uh, I forget. And obviously, her God is not um, not Yeshua. It's, I guess, um, to stay on on this uh, on this topic. I saw a guy because you're you're going to know everything. Um, oh, did, I you don't heard know of, everything. Have you heard of what uh, maybe that they're going to release something called the Marburg virus? Yes, and it's a um, her hemorrhagic fever. That's something very rare, but very diabolical if you get it okay so you gotta understand the original construct of the covid it was it was constructed it is an artificial construct it is not 
um, anything natural in nature. It is comprised of seven different animals, seven different pathogens, including Ebola, uh, which is a form, you know, it's a hemorrhagic fever. Um, HIV is in it. Rabies is in it. I mean, you've got the nasty of the nasties in their smallpox. So they use that as the protein envelope. So what I mean by a protein envelope, think of a balloon from your uh, water balloon days. And it has, you know, you fill it up and this is the membrane. And so that's what they're using these different animals and different pathogens to envelope the payload. And then the payload can deploy any number. Think about, I mean, I don't gamble, but I've seen those roulette wheels in movies, you know, and there's a lot of different options that the thing can go in any one of those options. So according to the frequency that's deployed, or it could be a photon, it could be, and I realize photon is, uh, is an energy of sorts. Um, it could be pH. There's a lot of different triggers that could trigger it and activate it uh, to kill. And personally, I do believe that we are in a, we are in this segment where, okay, when this, I discovered this whole, you know, I did the World Economic Forum thing. And then I told everybody about hydrogel. And when I went into the naming, this is about the time of the naming of COVID, it said it, the first round was only to disable the mind and the body so that you would be disabled. So you wouldn't have the energy to fight or the mind. You, you wouldn't have clarity. You wouldn't have good cognition. And But the, sec, the second and third waves were going to be lethal. And so they knew this all along. Um, it was designed that way. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not wrong because I, I saw. I, I would. It. I would say masks are probably one of the greatest contributors to their plan. You know, absolutely. And, and actually, now <laughs> I have to tell you the the mask situation because no, like you said, nobody goes into the documents. So the first the first set of things I saw is they're going to put hydrogel in the masks, and of course, you know, you've seen the creepy crawlies that are in the masks. But the last one took the cake for me. I mean, I couldn't believe it. They're going to put solid soap in the mask. Solid soap, like Nothing a bar better. of soap, and put well, it in your mask. Now, <laughs> I, I can guarantee you, if you plug your nostrils in your mouth with a bar of soap, like your mom may have done if you said a bad word when you were little, you're not going to be able to breathe. It's solid. And they want, but it was interesting because if all it takes is soap to get rid of this and to avoid this, then why are we doing all of this other stuff? Uh, but I thought yeah. it was kind of interesting. There's all this dual messaging in whatever we're seeing. Yeah, the inversion of reality, everything's inverted. And I mean, the, the thing I'll say quickly about the muzzle is that OSHA, the agency uh, that is a safety agency of the government or probably of whatever, it, it regulates uh, air quality. And it's basically says anything below 19.5% oxygen intake is immediately dangerous. And a, a muzzle makes you at 17 in seconds immediately. So everyone's, I mean, even by the, you know, the codes and the statutes of, and 
but it's, I mean, it's not going to be heard, as we know. I mean, the last thing I'll ask before I pass you on is um, you mentioned something about they're already doing some radioactive stuff in New York subways. Did I hear that right? Oh, they've been uh, doing that for years. But so radioactive is something that causes cancer. or So what's going on and is it very mild and what's it for? And so it's in New York subways? Yes. They, so if you go to, I wonder if I can find it. I can't remember the name of it. It's an EPA site. And it's like kind of cartoony and it, I, I can get it to you. If you send me an email, I can get it for you. But for years they've been exercising, putting radiation in the subways with people. I mean, they're not doing these with subways with no people on it and just conducting exercises of various strengths. I mean, I don't have all the details because some a lot of it's classified. I'm just aware of the exercises because of where I work. And okay. you, it does kind of talk about the whole issue on that EPA site, if I can remember. So, I mean, it's been a long time since I've been to that site. I'll pass you on to Roy, but so you do think that there is really going to be people dropping like flies, like in the millions? They are dropping like flies. Um, the reason you're not hearing it is just like in 1918, there's a media blackout. And look at anybody that tries to tell the truth, you're, you're muzzled, you're, you're dropped. I mean, a few, about two months ago, I went to do an article on depopulation. Now I've used depopul the word depopulation weekly in my articles for decades never had any trouble and it was not saving it. I could not save this article and depopulation was in the, in the title. So I thought you have to think, you know, you have to be quick on your feet these days. So I, I copied the whole thing that I had to get out of the program, which meant I lost it. So then I got back into the program, pasted it, changed the title. And sure enough, once the depopulation agenda went operational, which was a few months ago in, in earnest, uh, it's now a uh, forbidden, censored word. All right. All right. I don't know. I hope you're wrong. And um, next time, let's talk about bread, your bread making. Okay. I'll oh, pass ask me Roy. one bread question. Oh, uh, I mean, bread's a, it's, it's basically, you can't stop eating it. So, I mean, how do you bake it and not eat it if you're on a keto diet? That would be, you know. You give it to your chickens. All right, there you go. <laughs> there you and there, then they're happy campers. They're fat, happy hens that lay lots of eggs for you so that you can have protein. I mean, I'm Italian. You know, I grew up dipping bread into the sauce to have with your pasta. So I was like, you know, just carbs on top of carbs. But I don't do that anymore. I'd be the size of my house. So, um, so do you, were you aware that they changed the wheat from the way? So let's say 2,000 years ago, the wheat is different than the wheat yeah. post. Well, I'm aware of that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They made it, you know, just like they changed the music, they toned it from uh, 432 to 440. There's probably something satanic in the, in the wheat. Um, but anyway, we running out of time and it goes so quick. So I'm going to pass it on to Roy. Thanks for being here. I love talking to you. Yeah. So um, I suppose we might try to get some dessert in at the moment because the doom and gloom, everyone is probably, you know, running out to the shop to buy razor blades and rope. So we need to kind of, up, up it a bit and give people a bit of hope because you know we're looking at a lot of this stuff so you might tell us what you 
see what people can do or where there's a bit of positivity there. So I just think that this is an energizing time to be alive. You know how the contrast in the winter between the light and the dark. This is a time for those of us that that have energy, wherever you get your energy from, that you can shine brightly. And you can overcome, I think, positive, a positive mindset, positive eating uh, habits, uh, not dosing yourself with tons of chemicals and trying to numb yourself into oblivion. And just learning to adapt, taking that walk, doing those exercises, doing loving acts of kindness as a human. This is a race to preserve humanity. And so just taking that time and like, you know, I'm always doing five things at one time. So lately, I may be on the phone and typing and watching my emails. And I, I say, okay, everybody, I'm going to eat my food. And I just want to be grateful for this food, because I may not have it down the road. So I want to be grateful. I want to be mindful of that food. I've also been taking the time to just call people randomly and connect with people. Because we, you know, we've kind of got into that lockdown isolation mode. And even technology does that. And whether it's a phone call or making a dessert or like I um, made a mouse poison for a neighbor of mine and I dropped it off to her on my way to walk Mississippi. That's an act of loving kindness. And that not for the mouse, <laughs> not for the mouse. I, 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 I confess I am a mouse killer. What can I say? Um, so not all mice, just the mice in my house or the mice in her house. So anyway, so those are some of the positive things that we can come away with is just preserving humanity and just enjoying every moment that we have, just etching it into our minds. Yeah, totally agree with you. And I've seen a video recently because you're on about the drones and I think it was a police drone and they basically... They brought it down, the people that were around, with lasers. I don't know how that is done, but do you know much about that? Yeah, that's what the direct energy weapons are. I, and they can come from a country. They can come from an airplane. They can come from a drone. When I had my attack, it gave me a heart attack. But it could do any number of things. It could take out your kidneys. It could make you sick, uh, that type of thing. It could impact your eyesight. Uh, there's, I, there was something, I don't know if you can find it, you diehard researchers, you might be able to still find it. It's uh, the Do Air Force dosimetry manual. And it talked about and actually gave the exact frequencies to impact the heart or the kidneys or the cells or the brain or your a person's eyes or their taste. So you might find that it's it's pretty interesting. I tried like a couple of months ago and I didn't see it, but I could get it to you. I know it's in one of my dinosaur uh, computers or external drives. So, but like uh, the, the 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 people, the protesters or whatever, they were able to bring it down. So is it the frequency from the laser that they could interfere with the police's one? so that they couldn't be whatever, I don't know what the drone was doing to the crowd, but they were able to, like they basically, there was, I don't know, 20 
of these lasers pointed at it and they were able to bring it down so it's all about the frequencies i suppose that are is able to so one thing whether you are resisting or if you're in your home something that you might want to consider is mylar um mylar will resist it and send it back to the originating uh point so um you could for instance cover your ceiling with mylar inside and then that has several advantages they will not be able to tell who's vaxxed and who's not vaxxed in your house they will not be able to tell how many people are in your house because it will thwart their lidar and they don't have the heat signature and it will also if you, there is this laser attack it shoots it it, it reflects back off of it it's is it kind a metal like, or something? I haven't heard of uh, mylar. Is it a sort well, of metal? Well, you know those balloons, the happy birthday balloons that are kind yeah. of metallic? That's mylar. Okay. And sometimes people use them for their credit cards or their cell phone. They put it in a little pouch. That's kind of a mylar, too. So just another thing that I've come across recently, I watched a video and uh, like there was a scientist talking about chemtrails and everything, and he mentioned black goo. I've never heard of it before, but he was talking about it, saying it's in Peru. Are you aware of that? And you can can elaborate a bit on that. So, I believe that the whole premise of black goo is hydrogel. I believe that that's where it started, the uh, the origin of it, and then they just managed to change the name and color. Um, it's if you want to. Uh, science fiction thing that goes into a lot about black goo is X-Files. Uh, but really, when you really study black goo, it is just like hydrogel and does the same things. Okay. Um, with the AI, because, I mean, we know all the terrible things that they're doing, is it possible that we can get fantastic developers that can create an AI that can attack their AI? Because <laughs> it's like... You know, they're able to do everything with the bots, the whole lot they can control. Is there a way that that can be kind of stopped? So there are, are great minds that are exploring that possibility, but we're at a primitive state and at a disadvantage because of our the time. And because you have to talk quietly, you can't talk openly, you can't talk over the internet, you can't, yeah, it has to be an in-person and these have to be really smart people that are dealing with this technology and there are some out there and so there there I, I can't say any more but there are things being explored and that's all i can say at this point excellent okay that's good to know with like say the likes of amazon and everything now you're going in with your basket and they just fill it in and then i came across that like they're going to be using pam reading i believe that the future will be probably Pam, for checking that you're vaxxed and everything. Is that kind of where it looks like it's going? I think all of the, like the passport and the, and the palm reading and, and even veins, they've, they've explored veins, is, is really old technology. It's old school. They're trying to sell the public on old school. The hydrogel is a track and trace, and it's in your body. Um, and so they don't need any of that. And it can tell exactly what all your physiological, what's going on inside your body. That It can track if you're speeding on the highway. You know, it, it, it can listen to conversations and report back if it's interrogated. It's pretty advanced. 
I know you mentioned about uh, the FEMA camps in one of the earlier shows we've done, but I'm seeing that they're popping up everywhere in Canada and the UK. And some were even saying that there was a, a crematorium next to them. Like, it looks like basically for the, the unvax that they're setting all these up. So I don't, I think that they are depopulation centers. I don't believe that in the days to come, we will see cremation or burial as an option. Uh, they've come up with a new thing and it's called li uh, liquefying uh, by a process called hydrolysis. And that is at the UN mandate that everything, including your dead body, needs to be recycled. And so this has started in Washington state. They liquefy your dead body and then they either spray it on crops or they put it in the water supply. And that has begun. Uh, so it is going to be illegal in the days to come for um, cremation or a burial because it pollutes the planet, you know. So what can I say? Yeah, unbelievable. Well, listen, thank you very much. I'll pass you on to Chris. Okay. Hi, Celeste. I know you're very um, biblical, shall we say. Do you see this as the end times or kind of a case that we go through another one or two years, possibly till 2025 keeps hovering around for uh, for a lot of people? And then it's kind of the, the calmness comes about after that, because this, I believe, definitely is a great time to be alive as much as all the crap is going on. How do you foresee that kind of rolling out? I know you mentioned there's going to be a lot of people um, dropping from the, you know, the, the fake vaccine and so on and so on. But more kind of going past the medium, so maybe the long term scenario, how do you see that um, phasing out? So basically, I believe that the midpoint of Daniel's book, uh, Daniel's 70th year, was last year, uh, give or take, you know, but approximately. I know that the military says that they want all this depopulation completed by 2025, all the old humans eradicated, and they want the new humans and they are already um, in process of bringing on the new humans and what's a new human a new human is one that's engineered in a lab i am not sure whether there is a woman surrogate or if they're completely gestate in the lab i'm just not sure of that there have been the new humans born they are completely augmented enhanced and one with the quantum computer and they have been born. There's been some that were born on Earth and some that were born on um, Earth. So Earth and space. Earth and space. So. Right. So do you have any figure, shall we say, or from any old documentations or reports you sift through yourself by 2025? Because there's, you know, George Guystones. There's so many different reports going around as to what it is. Do you have any kind of guidance that you, you estimate so from what you research? Originally, it was 2030, and they moved up their timeline uh, 2025. And that's pretty much like if you go to World Economic Forum and anything with the UN and the military, they have moved up the timeline. And that's because it all came into play with COVID. COVID is the first deployment of a organism or a construct under the new uh, phylo code classification of life. It's never been such a, a, a construct in the history of this earth and never will be again.
So by the sounds of it in, say from this time last year, say as, as, as a random day to pick out, do you believe because of so many people more and more waking up? I personally believe, and I said it for a long time as well, is that I completely think that the devil itself has overplayed his hand. And in, in doing so, they've kind of shot out far too quick, in my opinion, that on the face of it, it seems like, yes, they might be winning, etc. But on the back of it, they're actually shitting their pants. They are scared of of humanity and the great awakening, waking up and all that. Because it's one thing, as I say, we all say people are waking up, waking up. But unless you actually take that into actionable steps, no good being awake and sitting on your couch unless you actually do something about it. And what I'm getting to in one sense is, you know, um, America, for example, has more, gun, more guns than what people are in it. And we all talk about the, all the First and Second Amendments and all the stuff they have and all that as well. But do you think there's going to come a time where they're actually going to use these guns? There's no good in saying, I have my guns, what are they going to do about it? Because they're not actually going to put it into play. Or do you think they'll be pushed to that boundary of, well, hey, especially down south, um, in place of that, they, that they will actually, if they do start to come on UN, start to come onto their land and all their their outbacks and so on and so on, that they're going to just open fire and that's kind of it. And you'd imagine there'll be more people than there, what be, there, there would be UN um, going around the place. What's your thoughts on that? So part of it is that we have been disabled to a degree through the chemicals in the air and the psychological ops. I think we're about to ready to find out this fall just how much I think this fall is going to be really telling on how many people will resist because, you know, you're not going to be able to travel. They already at my Costco beta tested a sign. I went down there one day to the nearest city and they had a thing. You cannot enter without a passport. And then a talk show host I'm a regular on wanted a picture. So I went back the next time I was down there and the regular sign was there. So I knew something was in the works, but I didn't discover what it was uh, that the state that I moved to is going to be one of the precursors for this passport thing. And it's at that point where you lose your job, you can't have access to food. It's going to be interesting to see what the people do. So do you think do you think we're winning in a sense, even though it's not highlighted, shall we say, um, broadcasted too much worldwide? We know because the more the censorship goes on, in one sense, you, I don't know what you say is good, but it shows a lot of people are over the bar. That's including in a good way. Now, doctors, scientists, ourselves, we're getting banned off all sorts of platforms, small and big, shall we say. So it kind of shows we are a threat in however way we can be a threat by, you know, our vices are a threat by themselves. And that's what they're, they're scared of. Do you think we have, um, even since Christmas gone, do you think we've made any, any ground? Or they're just basically, obviously they're going to march on. But do you do you believe we've met any ground in that circumstance at all, or we're just kind of there? We're slowly sliding back, and they are actually still marching on at greater lengths than what we are. The, the the gap is basically widening, shall we say, instead of shortening. So they're they are marching on, but the good news is is now our side where it was very disorganized in the beginning, we're actually starting to form coalitions of underground just the same as other tyrannical regimes were form, you know, whether it's bartering or this service or that service, we're starting to do these breakaway society type things that at first people were just shocked and stunned, you know, this happened, you know, to any of us in any of our countries, but now we're starting to organize and it is um, not a huge movement because we're all meeting behind paywalls and security where we can speak openly 
or as much openly as we can or dare. But the underground is building and it is building an infrastructure. And that is really exciting. For sure. Yeah. It's, I believe we have, we have enough awake as it is. Everybody is kind of saying we need to get 51% awake, 49% can stay further and further into the coma. I don't believe it has to be anywhere near 50% on, on a global scale to actually be a way to turn this around. Most, well, nearly all that I know of tyrannical regimes that happened in the past, they were never done by the majority. They were all overthrown by the, the less, shall we say. You didn't have to have over 50% to go, go against whatever regime or country was in at the time. Do you think, and I've made a lot of comparisons like other people as well, is I've said to people is keep your eyes on the likes of Israel, but especially Australia at the moment, because, you know, they're coming out of their winter. We, at this part of the world, of course, are slowly but surely we're into autumn, heading into our winter time. And it's going to be, I mean, they're getting really heavy handed kind of stuff over there at the moment. And that's what a lot of people will say. That's what's over there pretty much has to be introduced in our winter. Do you foresee that or on a lighter or maybe a harsher scale or pretty much that is what the the bar is that they're going to introduce across here and continue on then afterwards as, as a platform from there? I think Australia is being used as an example, mm. you know, a trophy of sorts. And we can expect we can expect similar in our respective countries. But the good news is, is, you know, we can fight back. We don't, mm. we don't have to, we don't have to accept this here. Let me show I want, cause this is encouraging. I'm going to show you this. So here at this site, this is usnews.com and it goes through all the States like in Minnesota, Vaccine passports are not required. Some states have that the, the passport is banned. I find it really interesting. But you have to take these things with, a, I think this is a deflection of sorts. Because when you get to North Dakota, well, let me get to North Dakota. It says uh, passports are, or vaccine passports are banned. And let, let me take you right here. So people, the average person says, okay, it's banned. They go to this site, right? But here is my IR mobile. And this is a, a passport. And here is North Dakota, along with Washington State, Arizona, Louisiana, Mississippi, Washington, D.C., Maryland, and West, West Virginia. So... <laughs> It's really hard. We we can't take anything that it's hard. We can't take anything that we see. We have to research everything and question everything, whether it's good or not, uh, because you just saw with your own eyes. In one hand, they say they're banned. In the other hand, they're implementing it. You're not going to be able to go anywhere um, unless you have a passport starting October 18th. So. Chris, I think he got popped out. But speaking of this vaccine passport thing, I, again, it's just one of those things. It's just like, how how are they going to pull off? It's just how will they get away with it, even though I know how they're going to get away with it. It's almost hard to get my hands around, just like the food shortages that they're engineering. If they are, they're paying, uh, you know, I, 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 the USDA is paying farmers one and a half times uh, their 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 crop uh, to destroy it, if that's true. Now, I don't know if it's true. Maybe that's a psyop. But anyway, I just thought I'd chime in because Chris is trying to come back and Mary's next. But anyway, I just 
this whole thing where it, it says that in North Dakota, there's no vaccine passport, but then it's, everything's just inverted and there's no end to it. It's just, it's, it's really, it's just, you just feel like it has to stop at some point. So. Yeah, um, it's tiring. It, it, and that's what it's designed to do is those of us that are proactive, it's designed to wear us out. And so yeah. that's why we have to take time to like walk Mississippi and enjoy flowers, enjoy baking, enjoy whatever is your passion, artistry, yeah. music, and get away from this computer and the news and all of that. We really mm. need to take our time to nurture ourselves. Yeah. I mean, the, before Mary, I give you to Mary, the, the thing that's in line with that is um, the systematic engineered move of the human being towards materialism, intellectualism, and, um, uh, you know, scientism, you would call it, or the, you know, everything is just within the five senses. Also, by just by virtue of everyone becoming intellect and everything based on science and, and materialism, it, in, it takes you away from God and morality. It's just a, it's just an, it, it's part of the equation. And they know that. So it's about getting back to earth, nature, God, morals. That's that's really how we're going to save ourselves. So anyway, Chris is still gone. He'll probably pop back in. But Mayor, why don't you go? Okay, thanks. Celeste, you mentioned, you know, everybody really, you know, is dropping right now and we're just not hearing about it. Is that from the being vaccinated or is that also just from people taking in all the hydrogel? So that is twofold from what I can tell. Um, from what I'm hearing is the vaccinated are dying fairly quickly. They don't ever make it to the hospital, although that process, it could take up to 10 years. The transmission, which is what got my doctor. So he saw a patient that had COVID. He had some comorbidities and he ended up, his oxygen level dropped down to 30. They had the tools to much of the tools that the average American does not have at home. And yet um, he did not, he did not survive. He did end up at the hospital. They did have to vent him and, and that wasn't even working he, working for him. So they were going to do a, a permanent trach. And, um, but by that time he was pretty much brain dead and gone. So they let him go. And so, Celeste, the way you look at, at COVID is that it's um, a bioweapon, right? They, okay. So I know, you know, we talk with other doctors like Dr. You know, Kaufman and Cowan saying viruses don't cause disease and all that. Um, you know, from, from my knowledge, you know, I don't have any inside sources to say, but it sounds like you know that there basically it was released as a bioweapon and that is really what is going around causing some of the symptoms. Yes. And it's really primarily a neuro weapon. I mean, they're really aiming for the brain because that's where we make our decisions and that's what gives us quality of life, you know, because we can live with a brain, primal brain stem and, you know, go around like Mike the Headless Chicken, but, you know, what quality of life do we have? So I guess I want to ask... Um... I know you brought up like some practical things like the mylar that we can do. And it seems like the, the hydrogel and is just aer aerosolized and the COVID bioweapon too. 
And I mean, some people are getting symptoms, you know, other people right in that same space aren't getting any symptoms at all. So is it, is it just based on your, your health condition, if you're susceptible to it or what, you know, what are, I guess, things we can do to prevent it or even remove some of that hydrogel from our body if we can? Um, you can't remove the hydrogel because it cleaves to your body. So you, it fuses like this and it becomes one. You can't separate it. I did have to. Here, I'll use my lipstick. I, yesterday, I had apples for this ex, exper, thing. But so um, you fuse these two. But a fusion, you can, you can break. This actually, you become one with it. And so there's no getting it out. And I mean, this was in DARPA for 20, 30 years experimenting with this because originally they wanted to put chips in everybody's brains and then they just developed this, this hydrogel that could do the same thing, plus track and trace and all the other things that the military wanted to do. So you can't like detox it out, but I really do believe that as a human, there's a lot for positive thinking, keeping healthy, exercising, drinking the best water that you can drink, eating a healthy diet, not eating a bunch of fast food. And that will help you to stay healthy. So possibly just, you know, being healthy, having a positive mindset that can like alone can keep you from developing some like symptoms or having repercussions yeah I, and this was designed for plausible deniability so like one person can get so for instance my webmaster got the respiratory his son it went to his appendix and he was terribly worried that he was going to have to um, have him have an appendectomy but he he put the he put his son on the rife machine and he was he was fine and so they did all recover, but it's meant to have different symptoms. And that's uh, was as designed to keep people fearful. Um, you know, like the mother might get respiratory, the father might get gastrointestinal, the child might get appendectomy, um, somebody else might get a heart attack, somebody else might get in the family might get a, a stroke. It's purposely designed. And part of that is it has a payload. And it's told what to do and per person. So it's it's scalable. It's called scalable technology. How about um, you mentioned that it um, can like even like release medications in you like remotely. Is that I mean, is there anything that we can do to stop that at that point? It's or? very difficult. I, you know, we're exposed to it. We have to face that reality right now. I mean, I hate to, uh, to say it, but we are exposed in the water, food, and air. So right now, just keep it as pure as possible. And there's such a thing as miracles. I know that people are going to survive. I do have a biblical mindset. And so I know that people do survive this although it's a close call, because in the Bible, it says that if the days were not cut short, no, there would be no flesh left alive. And I do believe that they've opened Pandora's box and it's, it's out there. And they, it, even if let's say the powers that be said, Oh my God, we've made a mistake. They could not put it back in the bottle. I hear you being really positive, even though, 
you know, even though we're saying it's everywhere and in the air and in the food, I, I see you, you know, looking, looking ahead. Do you, I mean, do you have any like time um, frame or kind of knowledge of when we'll be on the other side of the hill? So 2025 is where most of us would be depopulated if they were had their way. Um, I'm sure they want 100%. I just did an article on DARPA wanting to re-engineer uh, the Garden of Eden. Uh, but this Garden of Eden is where just the elite live. And there's a few barbarian humans, uh, token humans, but the rest of us have been depopulated. So I, I believe, okay, so we're spirit. Our essence is spirit, and we're going to live on. It's it's the a law of physics. It you cannot destroy energy. So your energy, Mary, I'm energy, and that energy may go through a transformation. Like I w won't necessarily have my physical body at the end of my life, but I do believe that my husband that died is still there. The essence of David, Solomon, is still there. And so, yeah, we may change. You know, I may change. I don't have this physical uh, container any longer. But my who I am is going to live on forever. And that makes me excited. And, and I know you look at, like, things from a biblical perspective, too. And I, I heard you mentioning in another interview like I believe it was like the CIA had an alternate version of the creation story in, in Genesis. Um, would you be able to just share briefly what that was? I, I looked a little online and I wasn't able to find that. Okay. So there's something that, so a year ago, December, the military sent me a 232 page document. You know, they don't realize that I actually do look at these documents and read them. And I had to redo a whole presentation about it. But it's something called a digital twin, a virtual digital twin. And actually in something this morning, some news that I looked at this morning, they mentioned digital twin and I go, oh my. Uh, so keep your eyes open for this digital twin. But it's this virtual world that's no part of God. Everything will be deconstructed, torn apart down to the molecular level and then through technology, it will be engineered and rebuilt, not created, but engineered and rebuilt. And they believe that they will attain this, this alternate reality, so to speak. I see. So do you look at, um, like, do you look at the Christian Bible as like a literal, um, like literal truth as it is in Going, going to like the Old Testament and things like I'm just trying to understand like your like analysis of your like worldview fitting, you know, in with, with that. So basically, I have Jewish and Christian um, because my family was Jewish. So I have that in my knowledge bank and I have an extensive library. So I, I take it literally, but I take it metaphorically. I read between the lines. I also take it and look at it spiritually. I also look at it like what lessons or little nuggets of truth, kind of like the fairy tales that we were read as children. They usually had a moral story. What is the moral story of it? Uh, so that's how I look at the scripture. And I'll go to different places and, and explore different areas depending on where I need to look. 
And uh, just a quick question. You, you mentioned about like they're not going to allow like cremation or, or burials. Um, so from you, from a spiritual perspective, is there like a, a way that it should be, be done? For me, I want to be buried. I believe that it aids the separation of the spirit from the body. That's just me. I mean, if I don't, you know, my my best friend and business partner was cremated and that was her choice, you know. I mean, uh, the final dis disposal of our body is a personal choice. I don't think it makes a difference. Even if you were hacked into a million pieces, even if we're guillotined, I believe that the body and the spirit will come together at some point down the road. And it doesn't matter what they do to it. Um, it will reunite. Awesome. Thanks, Celeste. Um, I see Chris is back, so i pass it back to you. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there with the connection. Just completely went off and wouldn't allow me back in. Um, but we got around for some reason and back. Not sure where I was now with the questions. Uh, I know you were about to share the screen that time. I didn't get to see it, so we won't rehash over it. But uh, in regards, I know you touched on earlier the the food as well. I know when we, you know, even last Christmas, you know, coming into January, that's what you were saying as well and what the World Economic Forum were saying. Um, along the scale, is there any way of actually between now we're just coming into the 1st of October tomorrow, so we're, you know, quite a bit into the year itself. Is there any way of, from what you're saying to what we know of possibly that has been rolled out maybe on a global scale, how far along the tracks because saying and doing a theory and a planned agenda is you know you foresee it down the road but obviously you have to make them steps along the way to make that um actually work out in in in, in real life scenarios do you know any way that has been measurable or have you any information that as well as to did they get to, to where they want it and maybe further or they're kind of they're backtracking on certain areas with logistics and all sorts of different things going on um, with the year we had so far so I haven't looked at anything official, but I'm getting thousands of reports from around the world. And yes, they are really, truly achieving this uh, modification of food or inserting of the platforms into the food. And how can you tell? So over the uh, 4th of July, I got a little watermelon, just one of those personal sized watermelons, and I cut it in half and the color did not look normal. It just had that artificial red color. And then when I, upon closer inspection of this watermelon, it didn't even look like a watermelon. It looked like strawberry jello. It didn't have the texture. It didn't have seeds. It, it looked like strawberry jello. And I'm getting reports. It doesn't matter, fruit, vegetable. Actually, I was uh, cutting, processing meat last night. And I saw these, I do this all the time. I do this every year. I saw crystals in the meat. I had never seen crystals in the meat before. And I do know they're doing a lot to precipitate crystals. Was this the animal trying to get these toxins out? That's how my plants died with the um, plant killer. Um, it formed like raw, each plant, these were 15-year-old plants, beautiful, very productive. Within two months, they all died, but they all had like these rock salt-sized crystals at the base of them. And so I did some um, talking to specialists, and they said, this plant has been exposed to a toxin, and it's trying to get it out of it. Um, and that's how it was doing. It was trying to purge it 
unsuccessfully all my plants, my beautiful orchard of 15 years died. You're talking like 25 plants, trees. I had spice, I had a whole citrus orchard and it was very sad. And then here I'm cutting this meat yesterday and there's crystals in the meat. And I go, oh, and I know I haven't had time to research crystals in the meat. I just did it last night and then I woke up to having to walk Mississippi and, and then I'm here. So, wow. So that's, that's one thing in itself. Cause I was going to ask you the next part was, um, from what you'd been looking at for not just last year, but years beforehand, but even more so now that it came about, because I don't believe there was many people that actually knew this was going to come, yes, but maybe not at this particular time. As you said, it kind of hurried up the plans and agenda and brought moved it forward quite a bit in itself. Is there anything, I suppose, this year alone that you've kind of, the plans and stuff that were already there, and I won't say you kind of predicted, you've researched and known inside information, et cetera, et cetera, and that as well. Um, is there anything you've seen that has kind of, oh, that kind of stood out? I didn't kind of see that one coming or something that they've done exactly what they're going to say so far, but they've also added these other little tentacles to it as well that maybe wasn't foreseen or he didn't come up in the in the research itself. I know the way you're smiling. You're like, yeah, where do you want to start? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you tentacles. So that was something new this year. Um, it happened on my farm. I don't know when. If you want to go to shepherdsheart.life, you can look. I went out to my farm in Montana a couple of years ago, and there was this fluorescent orange that looked like a hydra, you know. And I tried to find the end of it, and I couldn't find the end of it. And and so then I started picking it off the plant and it moved like a snake. It This like had sentience and I like go, what in the heck is this? So I did do an article. So it's daughter, D-O-D-D-E-R. It's at shepherdsheart.life. And um, when I did the plea to the world, I said, please tell me what this stuff is. And this, so one of my Australian followers did tell me that it is daughter and that it mysteriously um, are, turned up in the desert southwest and from there it spread all over the world. The only way to destroy it is burning. And what you're saying, why is she going into this? Because this nanotechnology I just discovered um, has tentacles. So, and, and you gotta look up daughter because daughter, what it does, it has something called a or something it has like a barb and it goes into the host plant and what it does is suck is a parasite and it sucks out the life force of the host and that is exactly what i'm seeing in the journals now with the nanoparticles another thing that's happening that i just i just went and i'm still so I'm pretty, you know, I've got a very varied scientific background and it's getting to the point in the journals that I do not even understand what they're saying. And if I don't have a clue what they're saying, not even at all, that's scary to me. It's quantum stuff. It's like, it's so bizarre that I mean, I look at some of these algorithms and different things and I'm trying to figure out what in the world are you even saying and how is this going to apply to all of us? 
And this has been going on for about six months now where I maybe my ability to understand the journals is kind of going down because like the Titanic, I, I, they're way beyond my ability to understand. So that's scary to me because up until this point, I've been able to sound the alarm to everybody. And now we're getting to a place that I don't even understand what they're talking about. In, in relation to, I know you spoke it on previous podcasts. I think it's not in the one we run. It's been a while, but in the, the jabs itself, um, there's so much controversy, so much talk, there's so much myths, but then people say it's factual. There's so much noise, shall we say, in other words, going around the place with obviously the people who haven't got jabbed. And they're saying there's also some menstrual cycles and there's, I mean, it goes on and on the list of bleeding, etc. There's people in their 70s that haven't for years. Now they are all of a sudden. And I know one girl here, so she said she's she's went for 12 days and her cycle is always completely. She could dive out down to nearly the minute every month, etc., etc. But yet you have high profile doctors around the world are still confused, shall we say, over it. They're, they're saying, well, you can't call it shedding, you must call it transmission. And there's all sorts of terminology that, that comes into it itself. And other people say, we just have not enough hard data. While, yes, it looks in that direction, there's lots of this stuff, shedding, forward slash transmission, however you want to um, look at it or analyze it. What your your thoughts on that itself? Is something really, really happening to people? Um, because it definitely seems that way, all right. But do you have any more hard evidence shall we say on it to sign it say hey look this is what's happening and this is maybe just the start of it this is just the start of it both for the good and the bad or for the bad and the good and i'll tell you so maybe i've you've heard me talk about this i've used it many times so many years ago on youtube there was an experiment done and there was a test tube that had bacteria in it and it was sealed and then about 12 inches apart was another sealed test tube with uh, sterilized saline in it. And they left them there. I think they turned the lights out and they went away and they came back. The next day, the, the uh, sealed sterilized saline was contaminated uh, because of the frequency of the bacteria. It was able to, to infect Conversely, as I'm preparing for this next webinar I, and I'm exploring energy medicine, and I thought, thought this was so cool, that if you are healthy in your mind and your body and you're just well, you have the power to kickstart the health of another person. You don't have to touch them. You don't have to speak to them. Just your healthy presence, like I guess an aura of sorts, uh, you might explore Carillion photography, impacts and starts kickstarting towards health, um, a person, a sick person's health. Now, whether they choose to be healthy, what I've found is many people like being sick. They like attention. They like being the victim, whatever. Um, I, I've done treatment plans for people for like spent 80 hours and I have never had one person follow through. So now I just don't do it. I just, you know, if somebody asks me a point white question, I answer it, but I'm not going to spend all my time because oftentimes the person does not want to be well for whatever reasons they don't want to be well. So. 
Yeah, so is it kind of, um, we know obviously, I mean, it goes without saying for those who are awake, obviously stay well away from the jabs. That's a obvious thing. But for those who maybe have to be, shall we say, in certain circumstances that they can't really necessarily avoid it. I mean, you could it could be a simple thing like you're walking into a bar. People at the same have to get on with their lives, go to a shopping center, go to a bar, and you can't obviously start asking everybody, hey, have you been jabbed? Have you been jabbed? But you're in close contact, relatively close contact, talking about them. I mean, is it is it that easy? Does it affect? It doesn't affect everyone, from what I can see. Maybe it affects people in different ways or at slower proportions. Um, if I'm right, maybe in Sanda itself. And what's the? Is there any way of eradicating that out of body out of the body itself? A lot of people say there's remedies, but are they kind of hit and miss sort of remedies? As in, throw enough mud at the wall. Hopefully, one of them will stick. So the remedies are people's hope we are resilient creatures and we just want that hope and we need that hope it will impact the biological portion of this construct but it will not damage the the robotic part of this construct i don't care how much pine needles tea you throw at my computer it's not going to make it go away that said your positive mindset and not i think if i can convey one thing today if there was one nutshell i could convey for you to spread to your audiences and to just get firm in your mind don't live in fear don't worry about tests don't worry about who is you know who's vaccinated who's not vaccinated because a fear mindset is going to tank you um that will make you more vulnerable than anything. Just love people and treat them with respect, dignity, honor, and show them that you're not fearful. They may be fearful and just say, okay. Um, so I just went on this trip and a lot of people said, well, I, I'll these are like decades old friends and they said oh you can't stay here because you have Mississippi and I said all right you know I, I can stay and visit for a little while and Mississippi stayed in the car and I said that's fine I just wanted to visit and have a day with you because I love you and I care and I think that that's the attitude that we should have and I think that will keep us healthy and we won't be in that fear state and we won't be subject vulnerable to all these mandates and these absurd craziness that is going to about ready to unfold here yeah no i definitely agree 100 definitely what you said there in the last couple of minutes as well is look that four-letter word fear i mean it's dominated the whole thing um that's how the whole thing has been controlled for you know centuries old divide and conquer fear 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 intimidate and coerce the public i mean uh forward slash tavistock institute springs to mind straight away um being a massive influence and in all that as well besides the mk ultra etc etc but yeah definitely people can just get out of the fear you have people who before the cold COVID 19 stuff came around the place you had people um were afraid of death in general anyway and now when the COVID 19 stuff because of the propaganda of course and the fear being absolutely heightened to unbelievable levels people now are afraid to live at the same time while you are actually alive so it, it's kind of i say to most people just stop trying to i don't want to live in an existence i want to actually genuinely live my life so i always like i said many many times i always look at the last half full regardless of what's going on in the world and the more i think about this and think about that with the mind especially if you're thinking of the mind not the heart the mind will always tell you but what are the consequences for me and what's going to happen to me if i do this and i do that and i'll just maybe i'll just stay home in my safe space so it's just like just live i said just while you're around this planet 
just live your life to the fullest. Don't worry about people. Don't worry about fear. Don't worry about what the neighbor thinks because who gives a shit about them at the end of the day? Who care? I don't really care less. They've nothing got to do with me. That's their own business, what they want to think about. I don't, I don't care less. But just to get on with your life and fulfill it in the best way you can is definitely a good way to go and look at things positive. I know that's easier said than done for, for certain people. And I've just got to that stage where regardless what happens, you can jail me, you can do whatever you want. Um, I'm going to basically die standing up. I'm not going to die on my, my niece this tyranny. I couldn't go out into the next world or whatever, the forever, ever after that, realizing at the last moment I cowered or something. That's just not happened. My self-respect is far greater for that. And it's simply never, never going to happen, even at the last minute, not, not happening. But I know in a couple of minutes we've left. I believe, Steve, you wanted to get in maybe, was it earlier, if I'm correct in saying that, for maybe one or two questions in the last five or six minutes we've left, or... Grace maybe wanted to take a question from the audience, whichever, if you're good to go, Steve, for a few minutes. When you popped out, Thanks, I Celeste. sort of asked some stuff. I mean, I could, there's right. other stuff I could talk about, but Grace, um, if you want to go. Um, there are really very interesting questions, but I want to tell the audience now what we may not be able to take all your questions, but please continue the conversation and we will reach out to Celeste or any of us will reach out and be part of the conversation after we post it, okay? So, but let me just bring to, and perhaps Celeste could give us some highlights of this, her response. And this one is, is this inability to break, we were talking about, you know, it's that it seems like we're being hit all over, right? So to break due to the splicing of the DNA. I'm not sure about the, is this inability to break, break what due to the splicing of the yes, DNA? This question came when we know that it's in the air, it's in the food, it's in the job, it's in the clothing. So it's like, okay, how do we resolve this? Oh, it's in chemtrail. So they said, that's the question. So it is uh, splicing or editing our DNA and our RNA expression. And I know for me personally, if it wasn't for RNA expression, I would not be here. So I don't want anybody tinkering with it. So um, to the best of my ability, I I do what I can. But, you know, we're all going to die sometime. And you know what? I just want to live a good life. And I want to be a human until I die. That's all I want, you know. So anything other than that, good or bad, I'll be on that roller coaster of a life road. But that's... At the end of the day, I just want to be a human when I, when I die. This one, this next one is, please talk about water brain amoeba. Okay, so if you look up SARS-CoV-2, hydrogel, and the acantha amoeba, you will find that there is a link between the three of them. And I did run this by Dr. Sherry uh, Tenpenny. And she saw it too, and it has been written up, and I think in the New England Journal of Medicine, I've seen it in my journals. So there is this connection, and it was interesting. I can't drink the water in my, in my city, but the first week that I was here, Mississippi drank the water, and she got Giardia or something akin and the, the vet, it was really interesting. She goes, oh, here's an antibiotic. And, um, of course, I was <laughs> nursing. So, I mean, it was metconazole. And I knew it was to treat, like, amoebas, you know. 
and uh, Giardia type stuff. And so Mississippi within 24 hours, she was better. So I really, if I would have let her go on a few days, I don't know what would have happened if it would have gone to her brain or not, or if it was just simple Giardia, I'm not sure. How about this one? He said, how are dispensers of this biological warfare exempt from exposure to what is released in food, water, and especially air? Um, I think that there is, so in this military document that I talked about, they, they talk about gutting a human like a fish and stuffing that, that vessel with soft robotics. I believe that that is partly the answer to that. Uh, partly the synthetic humans that were released in mass this year. And you would not know who they were except that they don't have a soul. And so if they uploaded their brain or their consciousness, if we're at that point in technology, then they would be immune to these things that, that we mere mortal humans are vulnerable to. Well, thank you, Celeste, and thank you, everyone. Great conversation. Uh, how about, Celeste, can you tell us more, um, especially for those who don't know you, which is not a lot, but tell them what what you're up to and where they can reach you more. Okay. Okay. So I'm about ready to do. Well, I'm in my deep research on magnetism, luminescence, and the change of the spin of the atoms in our body and what that means to you. Uh, so I've got 114 pages of just the titles of those studies that I have to translate and put into a PowerPoint. So that will be my next webinar. You can catch my articles at shepherdsheart.life and that's in the blog section. And then you could, I would love for you to be in our community where you can actually interact with people that don't give you the deer in the headlights uh, look. And um, we talk about all sorts of stuff. And there's some things I can't, I can't cover all the news. So, um, but I might, you know, stick stuff from the journals and have a conversation with you. And that's at celestialreport.com. That is a subscription service. And that's, and of course, I, you know, I'm around on the internet. I do, if somebody asks me for an interview, I pretty much am very generous with the interviews because I believe that this is for the good of humanity that we spread the word. Thank you, Celeste. And you are so appreciated. People saying thank you. And yeah, for all of you, you, we don't really have to feel like we're isolated, no matter how much they try to separate, because there's so many things going on now. And with Celeste's community, she really is very active and her whole community is very supportive. So do check that out and check out also your local community. You never know if there's any underground doing things there, okay? Because it's impossible that, you know, that we are not growing as Chris mentioned. All right. So and then when we finish this live stream, it will be uploaded in all, all our different um, BitChute, Bit Rumble or wherever you find Mind Wars, Awakening, Awaken Mind and uh, Farm, you know, for for me, Quantum Nurse. OK, so thank you again, everyone. And yeah, now take care of yourselves because we have a long road to go. Hopefully we can shorten it and boom, we'll be able to relax. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Celeste. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks. Celeste.
This podcast is sponsored by Kulabula, creators of websites, animation, and digital art. To get a 10% discount, go to kulabula.com and put in the discount code AWAKENING.